Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Once I played a penny who just couldn't stop the beat. Yes, we throw their skates on her feet. Cause it's recently to see We're back for part two with casting director Jason Styers. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that one first. He gives some great advice. Is there like um, another way for people to break into the business like that's not traditional? Have you ever um, cast someone, you know, that you met or you saw someplace else and or you like, oh, I need to call them in? Actually, yeah, I mean... I I affectionately say I like the weirdos. I lo I love weirdos. <laughs> I like straight like I like people that are just not the traditional, you know, cookie cutter path, especially in musical mm -hmm. theater because it so often can be that. Um, yeah. But there's a woman that I fell in love with. She was performing down in the subway. Ashwa, <gasps> her name's Ashwa. She's absolutely amazing, and she. I think she's actually ended up doing some really cool things too. But like I just remember like she's a contralto. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. I have no clue. Cause I was like, I was racking my brain. I was like, where does, where can I find space? And I was just like, we had some kind of like off kilter projects that were working that needed kind of general performers that, you know, and the kind of specialty acts. And I was just like, okay, maybe there. So like got to know her a little bit better through those processes. And then we were doing a production of, of uh, Little Mermaid regionally. And I was like, oh my God, I would die to see your version of like Poor Unfortunate Souls. And then it was absolutely stunning. She didn't book it, you know? I mean, like she booked, I don't think I've ever, she's ever been officially cast, but she, to this day, I can, I can, she's automatically in the lists of like, is there a space for her? Is there a space yeah, for her? It's in gonna this happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And that is so cool that you found her in the subway station. Yeah, she's and she's absolutely amazing. She's been doing other things ever since, you know. And I and that's the thing is like I, I don't even that. I don't even know if they remember like if she remembers in the sense of like in these moments like that where like people remember like oh that's where it started because you know people are just you know hustling you know everyone's like just doing what they need to do and grind like getting out there and grinding to get something going. And you just at that point, you're just like saying yes to whatever opportunities that may come up. Um, but I just I always loved 
being in that moment of being like, that's 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 something special and unique, and I've never experienced anybody anybody like that in our world in musical theater. So like, is there is there a way that I can get that into our world? I love that. Um, how much negotiation goes on? Like, say there are two people who you know are really, really great, or how much say do you have? What happens behind the scenes that we don't know about when we're like close to getting apart? I think it definitely varies. And I think that's important for people to understand too, that like with certain teams that I've worked with a really long time, I have a, they really value my opinion, right? They, they care. They, they, they're like, uh, they take the, what I say to them very, you know, to heart. Um, newer teams sometimes, you know, they do value my opinion, but ultimately they know what they want. And then there's some people, it, it really can vary, but I would say that it's very often, especially when it's down to like two people, right? If you're kind of making a decision between two people, it's a very arduous and tough process, you know, and we've been in those situations before where we're having to choose between somebody who maybe has worked on this production before and deciding whether or not they continue with it. Like things like that are obviously very hard. And they, it, I mean, it involves crying. It involves, like, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's all happened. Like, I mean, I, I've seen that much and, and it involves heartbreak and because somebody has to tell that person, to, you know, that they're not getting it. You know, and so then it becomes like, okay, who is going to be the best person to let the person know that they're not getting it? Because, you know, we, I am lucky enough that I work with a lot of people who actually are human and care. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, you know, we, we speak extensively about how we're going to handle that, that aspect of it, as well as, yes, the easy part is going to tell, tell someone they're booking something or that, you know, like they're going to be making their Broadway debut or... You know, right. um, yeah, I think that's easy part. You know, that's that's fun. And even like, you know, another great example of like circuitous ha how to handle the kind of we get a lot of no's. There's a ton of rejection in this business. Mm -hmm. All of yes. us. All of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I get told no. or I don't even get told no a lot. I just it's implied yeah. no. Right. Um, You know, a good friend of mine actually just made his Broadway debut in Spam a lot, ironically. Um yeah. And he he has been in and out of the business over so many years. Like he did, I cast him in Forum down at Shakespeare Theater DC with Josh Rhodes uh, oh. as the choreographer. And, you know, it was from that that he got to know Josh Rhodes. So, you know, it, over since then, that was like 2015, 14, I think it was. And then that time frame, you know, between then and now, he had left the business, gotten into real estate, Oh, weirdly, somehow a, 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 a reality show picked up his real estate office to be doing that. So he did that. Even the business came after him, it seems like. That yeah. stopped. He got out of it again. And then after four years of not, he's like, I haven't put on tap shoes in four years. I don't know if I can do this anymore. He went in for an audition for Spamalot, which I'm not involved with the, this production, but except for the uh -huh. fact that Josh Rhodes is directing and choreographing. So Josh had reached out, I'm, I'm betting, you know, reached out to be like, hey, see if Matt is around. He would be an excellent, like, swing who could, like, cover things and, like, he's wonderful and I love working with him. So he went in, booked it, made his Broadway debut after being out of the, technically out of the business for four years. 
I should have him on my podcast. He's he's, <laughs> he's stunning. He's a love and a lovely person. And he's and he's just wow. seen. I even knew that I was like, he texted me. He's like, hey, do you like out of the blue? He's like, hey, do you have a couple seconds? I was like, oh, what is it now? Are you like booking a film or something? You know, <laughs> I just assumed it was something big. And he like, he told me that he was making his Broadway debut. And I was just like crying. We were both like, because, oh. <laughs> you know, he worked so hard for, I mean, I met him in 2009, 10, mm. you know, that's uh -huh. 14, 15 years later making your Broadway debut and in a very unexpected way. So, yeah, that is so sweet. You're, you're bringing out the good stories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky enough to have had them. So, <laughs> um, what advice would you give to somebody who's just coming to New York and trying to make it? And also, do you know any like other ways people can network and and you know anything that they might not know about? Any like small theater companies or something they could start out with? Absolutely. I I think come to New York, fall in love with the city if you can. Mm -hmm. Because I think that I'm I'm such a again since I don't I didn't come from the art world I'm and maybe this is my stepdad and my mom my parents you know they they raised that I'm definitely their child um, you know being financially stable allows you to take a lot more risks in this crazy expensive city a hundred percent you know and there's other ways of of doing making that happen you don't like yes I'm sure. I've never, I, I can safely say that I've never, I've never waited tables, which is not a good or a bad thing. It just is. But I have worked in the coffee shop, right? I was, mm -hmm. I, I'm a morning person. That was an easy job for me to make good money and also stay sane and gave me flexibility. So okay. you got to find the thing that's right for you. Don't assume that just because other, everyone else in this industry kind of gets like pushed into this world of like, oh, you got to work in this sort of Find something that will work for you because there are wonderful opportunities that can give you the financial stability and the flexibility um, to be able to take the risks that you need to take. Um, there are a lot of different opportunities. I did a whole uh, season on side hustles for people. <laughs> yes. Because it, it is. It's so important. It, it is. And it, it truly... If you get burnt out, you won't do good auditions. You don't You don't want to go to auditions. You show, Even if you do go to auditions, yeah. like that energy comes with you. And it's uh -huh. evident, you know, it's so evident. And like that energy is so important to try to like, hey, I don't, I can't imagine carrying that around. It's baggage. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, and, and you'll go through phases where that happens, you know, where you're upset with the industry, you're upset with so many things. We, we all go through <laughs> that. But I think finding ways of like mitigating that and really uh handling it like an adult you know as you know as you kind of push into this industry as a professional um it's that's an important aspect and then as far as like other ways of getting to know, like i think that we we now live in a digital age right so i think having you know any sort of material available making sure that you are ready to say yes to a job right or yes to an audition um, that is the most important part is like being, having yourself out there in a very readily accessible way and you being accessible enough to be able to get you into the room, right? Sometimes we don't have a lot of lead time. I just got an email asking for, um, 10 people ish to be brought in for an audition tomorrow. And I'm like, these are tomorrow, everyone. Like, <gasps> you know, like, and I don't yeah. think anyone did that maliciously. I think people's yeah. lives just got busy, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, unfortunately, I am the person that has to go to them and say, hey, I know this audition's tomorrow at 1130 a.m. Can you be there? So, right. and it's, that's just very often how this goes. 
Um, so being ready to being again the mise en place of it all, right? The having all your tools ready to go and not letting that fluster you. That's to me, that's actual audition technique. It's not yeah. it's not like, oh, how do you break down a song? Yeah, you need to know how to do that. You should figure that out. But I think the uh, true audition technique comes in just like is, is is the boring stuff like even when you're in ballet class bar work you know tendu clothes tendu clothes is knowing that no matter what i do i know where that foot goes i know okay great it closes back to fifth and a lot of like that a lot of how i approach my my brain and how i approach this business is based thankfully in in dance because i danced for so long so um that is a huge part of my the core of my being um yeah. So I would say that, you know, that's finding non-traditional paths, obviously being available in the virtual space is really great. Instagram's essentially free, annoying, but free. Um, and, you know, and having a very easy path to from for me sitting down at my desk, not on my phone, right? I, sending messages on Instagram is like, it's fine to start the conversation. But like I work at a desk, right? You know, and so I'm going to be sending emails and stuff like that. So having the sort of like, I think having a basic level of, of you know, what is, you know, clerical in a way, keeping up with your emails, uh -huh. having that readily available in some way, shape or form, make sure it's, I'm always preaching about like, you know, brand consistency, even though I don't believe that humans are brands, but we can learn from brand consistency. We can say across all platforms, it's, you know, there. your name is your name. Not, you know, like my first name is actually Robert. Surprise. Oh. It, <laughs> it's not like it's on one platform. It says Robert Styers. And then the next one says Jason Styers. Because then I'm like, those are not the same person. Right. Being consistent across it, that helps us to make sure it cuts down on time. So I can just click through. I'm like, all the same person. This is the person that we need to bring in. That's so. a really good point. Yeah. What about, um, and I have no idea about this, but is there an etiquette to people contacting you? Like, say they're in a show and they want you to come see it or something like that. How do you feel about that? Or for, and not you specifically, but even any casting director. I would say that, you know, like, since I, I, I'm in communication with a lot of independent casting directors, and so we, we, we regularly have this, and we all have our own opinions on this, right? And I think that uh -huh. makes it hard, but also... What I can say generally is that, you know, if you are going to invite, you know, a casting director, just be aware that sometimes it, things don't get responded to because that ends up being a lower priority. And that's hard not to take personally. Oh. Sometimes it's just like I have to get all these people in for tomorrow's audition. <laughs> you know, like we're scrambling all the time to make up for, you know, poor planning. Um, so I would say that don't be afraid to reach out but just realize that you know you may get no answer um that doesn't mean keep following up that means it just may not be the time um and then you know i don't think you know i i have had people like tag me on instagram posts sometimes and like will i look at it sure that doesn't mean it's going to result in uh, anything necessarily right um you know, as far as like, but it doesn't. It doesn't annoy you. It does. It's. It oh, is what okay, it is. Good. You know, it is uh -huh. what it is. And I like. Okay. I get it. I like. I respect the hustle, and I respect. But right. But you know, if it becomes a like a hyper regular thing where it's like every day I'm getting the same yeah. thing, that might that might edge right. into like a little bit of an invasion of yes. of like professional behavior. Um, uh -huh. 
But I do think that, like, you know, it, it, our job is to find, right? We're seekers. We're out there trying to find the right person. So if you are doing the best you can to make sure that you have everything you need out there, you will be found. I mean, not to be, like, cheesy mm. in that moment, but, like... No, you, I love that. You will. You know, our job is to find, you know, it's, you know, the good casting directors, the good casting associates, the good casting assistants and interns. We're all out here just trying to find somebody new and fresh and exciting and also surround them with pros who will support their their youngness, their newness, their, you know, inexperience, you know, which is not a bad thing. It just we want to make sure that all of those people are being supported and it, it put in the right positions because we the way I look at it is like I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to cast a star. Star, you know, ultimately stars should be cast by producers. We'll talk about that on another day. But, you know, <laughs> like um I'm trying to assemble the constellation. I'm trying yeah. to assemble a constellation that allows for the the, you know, the north star to let me know, "Oh, look at this whole piece together and how they actually interact with each other." That energy Ooh, between that. the two. That is that's exciting to me. You know, it's relative. Yeah. Um I love that. Yeah. So, you know, prepare yourself. And if you are prepared, you will be able to say yes to the opportunity when when, when the time is right. Great. So before we end, I just want to hear a little bit about the things that you have created and founded. The Casting Collaborative. Yeah. So the Casting Collaborative. And the Caucus, the right? Ca yeah, the Caucus for Independent mm -hmm. Casting. So, you know, we saw a big part of this, you know, came about because I, I wanted to make sure that casting was being that the future of casting was going to have a very broad and very um, diverse lens. And I mean that very not in the hot button issue concept of diversity, right? I mean that in like true different backgrounds, different mindsets, in addition to obviously talking about any issues of like gender, race, any anything whatsoever. Um, and I think so I created the casting collaborative, which it's a, I refer to it as a creative project that allows independent casting directors to work together on projects or independently of, of each other on projects. So that way the project itself gets the best. For example, you wouldn't choose someone who was bad at, you know, you know, you're choosing lighting, you're choosing lighting designers, you're choosing choreographers, you're choosing all of these things based off of their appropriateness for the project, ostensibly, right? Uh -huh. So why are we not doing that with casting? You know, uh -huh. we need a casting director who's going to understand the world of this play in addition to understanding the communities that they're reaching out to. So uh -huh. that allows us the ability to kind of like hop in on projects, tag team on projects, or work solo on projects without it like weighing down the project and the production itself. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And the caucus is a separate concept, which allowed a bunch of independent casting directors to just start talking to each other. It allows us to communicate with each other, share ideas about our own industry. Um, but also when we find somebody exciting, when you meet somebody on a subway platform, you're like, I have nothing for this person. Please just check them out. Check them out and find if, they, if anybody has a good opportunity for them, please find a place for them. So we do a lot of that, oh. too. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, so do you have anything else to plug today or um, can people follow you anywhere? 
Absolutely. Of course, on Instagram is kind of my main platform. Um, it's casting by Jason Styers. Um, and then also the, the, the casting collab has its own uh, Instagram as well, which we're just now starting, which is a mistake on my behalf. I need to take my own advice. Um, but we're getting that up and running uh, for 2024. So that way everyone can start understanding it a little bit better. Um, Great. Yeah. Thank you so, so much thank for joining you. us. Really, really insightful information. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. We just mentioned side hustles with Jason. So I'm going to go back to our queen of the open calls, my niece, Margot Plum. So you have a side hustle. How do you work that around your auditions? It's challenging. Um, but I will take up my phone and try and sign up for auditions during work if I can. You know, sometimes I'm not able to, and that's um, disheartening. But with the EPAs, they do have 40 open slots where you can walk in and sign up. Then they have the alternate list. So if you don't get a slot, you can sign up for the alternate list. You know, for EPAs, I like going to EPAs more because you get to sing more you get 32 bars, which is about a minute, a minute and a half. For ECCs, you get 16 bars, which is about 45 to 60 seconds. So I always try and go to EPAs because I want to sing more. But, um, you know, if everybody's singing a minute and a half song, then they're not going to fit in EMCs or non-union people. Right. So I do try and be mindful of that a little bit. Like, I'll, I'll more often than not pick my shorter cut, which is about a minute instead of a minute and a half. You can also feel it in the room when your cut is too long. And and you were not a smart actor, so they're never going to go. When people are coming to New York, um, what type of job do they have to have to be able to, like, what kind of schedule do they have to have to be able to go on auditions? Um, I think you can do a variety of things. You just have to know what your body can take. So I knew that I could not be on my feet all day. So I did not want to go into the restaurant industry. I also saw a lot of my friends get really sucked in to those industries and, um, they were not able to, um, go to auditions because they were too tired. Um, I, I see a lot of people babysit and, um, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, babysitting got me through the pan through up till the pandemic. And then I sort of weaned off of it because I started my quilting business and I didn't need to babysit anymore. Um, I see a lot of people with side hustles. So, um, I've seen a couple people do voice lessons. Like I know one of the people who's cast in that non-union tour of Little Women that I mentioned, her name's Rachel um, Pantazis. She teaches voice lessons on the side. And so like, she, I know she has like crafted her schedule around that. She's on TikTok and I she talks a lot about auditions as well. And um, she also like is very calm when she talks about auditions. I've noticed like a lot of people on social media are very like, these are the auditions that I went to, like throwing a lot of musical theater energy on, onto TikTok. And um, you don't need to go to every audition. Like when, when I see that stuff, I see people who are trying to go to every audition and I just wonder, are you right for every, 
every room you're walking into. Like, do you need to? Well, I do think it's good to go on auditions that you're not right for because so that's so much of the business is networking so the casting directors will see you come in you'll be disciplined you're consistently giving good auditions and you're showing a variety of work so you're showing them that one time you can do comedy one time you can do drama so and there's no pressure because you don't actually feel like you're right for the part and so then that's how you build a relationship and that's when they start maybe calling you in for stuff because they've seen you do all these different auditions is there anything else uh, that people need to know? Any other like websites or things people should follow for um, auditioning now? I definitely have recommended The Hustle on Instagram to everyone because they, I don't know how they're getting their information. People must be like sending them like, this is what's happening in the room. But they are so clear and concise about what's going on in the room. That's really helpful for like, if you have to go to work and you have to come back for the open calls. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. We'll add all of the people that you suggested in uh, the description uh, because that's really helpful, I think, for people. Let everyone know where they can find you and also your quilt business, your side hustle. Oh, it needs a quilt. <laughs> so my Instagram is Margie, M-A-R-G-Y, Plum, like the fruit. And my um, quilting Instagram is Plum Tree Projects. At a certain point, I was trying to, like, do singing videos and also do um, quilting stuff. But I do not have the energy to do all of it. I cannot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Especially in audition season. That's also something. Audition season is really January to May. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, it, it's very intense. The week of Natalie's wedding, I was trying to get... Our daughter's wedding, Margot's sister. I was trying to sign up on the equity portal, was like number 350. And if you're over 100, you kind of know you're not going to get an appointment. But you want to stay on the page because maybe you will. So I um did not get an appointment. And then I was driving back from Ohio at a gas station. And I was like, maybe people have canceled their auditions. So that Monday, I got an appointment for the call that was on Wednesday because there was an open time slot. And it happened to be my favorite time slot, first one of the day. <laughs> um, but then I um, ended up getting a appointment for my agent. So I had to put it on tape. So I did oh, not go okay. to the equity open call, which um, the series of events was very interesting, but I am always on the equity website. I've noticed that the calls come out two to three weeks before the actual call. And there's like three theaters who want to have auditions February 2nd. Oh, wow. So how am I going to... <laughs> That's hard to get appointments to. One theater is going to have to go. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to be seen at one. And then one theater, I'll go and sign up and wait. And then one theater, I'll try to get an appointment at. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all great information. Our queen open calls, Margot <laughs> Plum. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Margot. Sure. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like me to come to your school or theater group and give a masterclass or a talk back, please reach out at carriebutlercoach.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave a rating. And in the comments, let me know what topics you want me to cover. 
You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Together you and I are breaking Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Org, because only together we rise. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.